Today on the newscast, Israeli aid workers are on the ground at the epicenter of that horrific Turkey earthquake. Plus, Israel offers aid to Syria as well. And it's not the first time we head to the Israel-Syria border to hear one of the great untold stories in the Middle East. That's next. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We wanted to start out today by getting you up to speed on the situation right now in Turkey and northwestern Syria in the wake of that 7.8 magnitude earthquake that struck that region late Sunday night. Now, right now, as I come to you on Tuesday, February 7th, around noon Eastern time here in the United States, at least 5,000 people are dead. From the quake, tens of thousands more are injured or missing. We've had some 200 aftershocks since the initial quake overnight Sunday night, including a 7.5 magnitude quake yesterday, Monday morning. So a lot of seismic activity still going on there right now. And it's very scary for people who are trying to pick up the pieces in the wake of the massive quake uh, on Sunday. In Turkey alone, folks, some 6,000 buildings have completely collapsed. Now, this is making things obviously very difficult for search and rescue workers who are coming uh, from around the world and digging underneath piles of rubble, quite literally, in below freezing conditions. We've had snow, we've had driving rains there, just a very nasty situation right now. We called for prayer yesterday here in the newscast. And I repeat that call today to pray for everyone affected in those areas. They need our prayers now, folks, uh, more than ever. Something else to keep in mind, as nations send aid into Turkey, into Syria, Israel. We focus, obviously, a whole lot on Israel here uh, on the news channel. Israel is sending aid teams to Turkey right now. At least two delegations have already left, and at least one of them is right now in the epicenter, uh, Gaziantep province, central, kind of south-central Turkey, right there in the epicenter uh, of where the quake initially struck, and they are providing aid. They may establish also, the Israel Defense Forces may also establish a field hospital there in the affected area. Now, Israel and Turkey obviously do have diplomatic relations, but things have not been very rosy over the years under the leadership of Turkey's President Recep Erdogan. But Israel, nonetheless, is extending an olive branch. And by the way, they are calling this Operation Olive Branches, this earthquake relief effort uh, on the part of Israel. And Israel is there. They're on the ground in Turkey. An interesting wrinkle here. An Israeli aid plane, folks, landed or was parked next to an Iranian military plane in Turkey. So it shows you that Iran's there, Qatar also there, different Middle Eastern nations there that Israel does not have relations with. And in the case of Iran, open hostility. So also pray for the safety of those Israeli aid workers on the ground. We've obviously got a a radical Islamist element in Turkey as well that is not friendly to Israel. And reportedly, northwestern Syria, which is not far from the epicenter of the quake, in that region, there's been some prison breaks in the wake of the earthquake, and there are some concerns that ISIS fighters might get free. It's not the first time we've seen prison breaks in Syria 
where ISIS fighters were able to wander around and get out. So all that to say, keep these Israeli aid workers in your prayers right now. And I think in the larger scheme of things, and by the way, tomorrow we'll have a Watchman newscast live stream. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 8th, we will go live from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the channel. We'll also take your questions uh, for our Q&A session, but we will break down the geopolitical ramifications of this massive quake and the aftermath of it. Folks, it may have a profound influence on the region, alliances, relationships. Uh, So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Is there even a, a prophetic mention? What does the Bible say about natural disasters, earthquakes, all of these things? So we'll talk about that live tomorrow. Be sure to join us, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the channel. But one last thing to mention. Hey, look, Israel could have said, you know what, Turkey, uh, Erdogan, you've been not very nice, to say the least, to the Jewish state over the past decade plus. But Israel instead did the opposite, uh, being a light unto the nations once again, as it is called to be, but also Syria Look, Israel is offering aid to Syria, humanitarian aid. Uh, Syria has reportedly said, we never asked for aid. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, said, no, Syria did ask for aid through diplomatic back channels. Syria is denying that. Remember, folks, Israel and Syria have no diplomatic relations. As a matter of fact, they're technically in a state of war. And yet, Israel is offering aid to Syria. We'll see if the aid goes through, if Syria actually uh, accepts it. The region most impacted by the quake in Syria is actually rebel-held. It's not held by the Assad regime. Speaking of Syria, speaking of Israeli aid to Syria, uh, rebel-held areas which harken back to the Syrian civil war, which is largely wound down now, but nonetheless, a major story to come out of that that you may not have heard of. I I consider it one of the great untold stories in the Middle East was Israel's Operation Good Neighbor. Men, women, children fleeing in desperation over the border from Syria into Israel. The IDF could have turned them away. Instead, they welcomed them and they took care of them. What a story when you hear so much about Israel being this oppressive, racist, apartheid state. I traveled to the Israel-Syria border on the Golan Heights a little while back and talked to the man behind Operation Good Neighbor, the architect a former Israeli uh, Israel Defense Forces Lieutenant Colonel Al Drur. Take a look. Well, Al, we are here with you today on terrain that is very familiar for you as a Lieutenant Colonel in the Israel Defense Forces. You helped run an incredible program called the Good Neighbor Campaign. We see Syria not very far away in the distance. We're on the Israeli side of the Golan Heights today. And man, the Good Neighbor Campaign was a real game changer we decided to increase dramatically the humanitarian aid we provided to the Syrian people. And then the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, decided to establish that unit. Uh, I was called to duty in June 2016 and established a unit. And the mission of that unit was to think 24-7 about the enemy, or let me correct, about people living in an enemy country which was racked by civil war. I mean, from 2011 on, hundreds of thousands of people killed in Syria. And it has an effect on Israel as well. Yeah, on that border, not far away from us, we find Al-Qaeda and the ISIS and Hezbollah, all the people that do not like the state of Israel. Iranian regime, Iranian regime, proxies, the Shiite militias. 
uh, a lot of uh, guys that their uh, goal is to threat the state of Israel. So we had some security challenges. Uh, one of the thinking behind this project was that let the people who is living there in very in, in severe terms, people living without electricity, without water, people that do not have schools, clinics, hospitals. Women, children, women, elderly. children, babies. Imagine a baby born in a tent without heat warmer, living without a heat warmer. This was their life, 250,000 people. And we decided to give them humanitarian aid, first of all, because this is something that we should do. To, to help our neighbors. It doesn't matter that they are enemies or living in an enemy country. And it was an understanding that we can maybe change their mind because they were educated to hate us. In their stories, Israel is the devil. And it was the first time in history that we had the ability to meet with them, to speak with them, and to let them show by actions, not by words, yeah. to let them realize who our Israel is. Yeah, and it's amazing, like you said, because look, 1967, 1973, right here on the Golan Heights, major battles between Israel and Syria. The two countries technically still in a state of war. Of course. The easiest way, uh, thing to do was to be behind the fence that we, will, uh, we built. Right. To stay here in the Golan Heights, to take the position, and if the enemy will choose to attack Israel, we can react. Nobody uh, asked us, nobody forced us to open the fence 700 times in two and a half years. 700 times. It's between 2016 and 2018. Yeah, 700 humanitarian mission aid. And when we were speaking about operation, humanitarian operation, it means to risk your life going at a dark night at, uh, with rain and fog, open the fence to do something good. One of the projects, we call it a doctor's visit, is the mission was to take 25 children, sick children, not wounded children, sick children with chronic diseases. Once a week, we open the defense for them. Can you imagine 25 little children between the ages of one year to 14 stepping on a dark night some of them cold, it's cold, cold out up here. Some of them without coats, some of them barefoot on a rainy night, entering the state of Israel, going to the, one of the Israeli hospitals in the north. Here we have three of them, treated by our experts like they were Israel, Israeli citizens, and going back to Syria. But when they're in the hospital, and it wasn't a mission, the mission was to bring them to the hospital. The mission wasn't to play with them or give them something to, to paint or draw, but those, those are kids. Those are kids. Scared with, kids. With rough stories, tough yeah. stories. You can see the fear in their eyes and it becomes something humanitarian to do. And when, this, when we saw them smiling here in Israel, we understood that we are doing the right thing to do. And again, it doesn't matter Jews, Muslims, Christians, people to people, human beings to human beings. This was the most exciting part. 1,400 children visited the state of Israel in that project. Syrian children. Syrian children. Going back to Syria and starting to show that maybe the Israelis are not so bad people. The 
again, folks, just an amazing, important story that you really won't hear anywhere else. If you like stories like that, be sure to subscribe right here on the Watchman News channel at YouTube. Click the like button, give us a big thumbs up, and hit that notification bell as well so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Again, I love stories like this because it shows you the true face of Israel as a light unto the nations. Reminder again, the live stream tomorrow, 4 p.m., the bigger picture on the earthquake and the aftermath. Until then, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.